The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow Bet MUFC on Twitter at Bet MUFC. 
That's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Twitter. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast. It's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. And finally, you can follow my Twitter account. It's at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. The pin tweet is the PL for the previous month over at LockBetting.com, which was 113th month in a row of transparent trap profit. See the pinned tweet for sign-up information. So Manchester United, last time out, came away with a 1-0 win against West Ham. And a lot has been made of um, David De Gea's performance at the end of the game. It's, it's a narrative that I see often when David De Gea has a good game, that Man United were lucky that Manchester United were fortunate to come away with, with the win because David De Gea made so many saves. That's his job to make so many saves. You're going to get games where where the goalkeeper bails you out. That's just football. And when you look at the chances that West Ham had and you equate it to expected goals, West Ham did very, very well to get those shots on target. And with that last one with Declan Rice, I mean, he's fired that from out of nowhere, 30, 35 yards out. And it's a shot that goes on target, almost goes towards the top corner and David De Gea has to save it. That's not down to poor defending. And that's not necessarily David De Gea bailing you out when you've allowed the opposition some sort of clear-cut opportunity. Yes, Man United sat in deep to protect that lead. But when you sit in deep, you challenge the opponents to shoot from further out. You, You challenge the opponents to be more creative to open you up. And West Ham do deserve the credit for putting those shots on targets and for creating a few openings at the end. But again, as I said, that's David De Gea's job. When when Casemiro tidies things up in front of the back four and improves our midfield, that's his job. When Christian Eriksen puts in these balls into the box where Marcus Rashford scores the header, that's not Christian Eriksen bailing us out and us getting lucky with a free transfer signing. That's Eriksen's job and that's our job to scout out a player like Christian Eriksen. When Lissandra Martinez doesn't turn out to be this five foot eight midget who's overwhelmed by the Premier League and plays very well on a week to week basis, that's his job. And that's down to Man United making the right decision to sign him, despite the fact the likes of Sunis and Carragher were critical of him. When Marcus Rashford scores a header, it's not a miracle that a forward player has scored a header just because he doesn't do it very often. That's his job. That's Marcus Rashford's job to improve. And he should be on 100 goals by now. He should have got there a lot quicker. One player who continues to not do his job in this team is Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, we're not here really to talk about the Europa League. We'll do that on a separate show. But Man United now have to play in the last 32 and we'll have a reaction to that draw after it's made on Monday and we'll see who Manchester United have to play. Obviously, everybody wants to avoid Barcelona, but if we do get a difficult draw, that's down to the fact that we didn't win the group and it already means we have to play two extra games. And that's because we missed out by one goal. If you look through the group stages, the number of chances that Cristiano Ronaldo had to put this group away were inexcusable. The the chances against Sheriff, the chances against Omnia Nicosia, particularly in the away game where he missed an open goal. And even in that game against Real Sociedad, when he was clear through on goal and went for a lob that was very, very easy to execute with that amount of time. Um, and the irony is we did miss out by a single goal. Cristiano Ronaldo did score a key goal 
against Everton to get his 700th goal and has added to it by getting a goal at home to Sheriff. But ultimately, his goals to games ratio has never been worse. And I still feel that Manchester United aren't stylistically the same team when Cristiano Ronaldo plays. And I don't expect Cristiano Ronaldo to start against Aston Villa if Marcus Rashford is fit. Marcus Rashford came on off the bench against Real Sociedad on Thursday. So I expect Marcus Rashford to start. I expect Anthony to start if he's fit. There was still a lot of speculation about the fact that Anthony was taken off. And was he taken off because he did the spin? Or was he taken off because he was legitimately injured? Well, Anthony hasn't played since. So I would think that Anthony was legitimately injured at this point. Was Eric Ten Hag completely happy about it? No, but we addressed it on the last show. He said as long as it was functional, there was a place for it. And I think we've also heard that that was a pre-planned substitution. So we'll see if Anthony is back at the weekend or if Ronaldo starts. I think my preferred front three would be to go with uh, Rashford, Sancho and Anthony because I'm still not convinced by the performance of Cristiano Ronaldo or just keep Ganacho in there. There's no point dropping the kid after he scored a great goal. If he is legitimately going to be a first-team player in the future, then why not give Ganacho a run in the side now? I mean, this is what Manchester City are doing with Phil Foden. Phil Foden has worked his way into being a star. It took a while, but ultimately that's where he's at. So if Ganacho genuinely is the real deal, and I think he's far more close to being the real deal than Anthony Alanga, who's a player that I'm not high on at all, um, then then why don't we keep Ganacho in the side, bring Anthony in and move Marcus Rashford over to the middle for this game against Aston Villa? Before we examine the betting lines for the Villa game tomorrow and before we listen to Eric Ten Hag's thoughts, let me take a quick time out to tell you guys about Wimbet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, Wimbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports bank and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on Wimbet. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at Wimbet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, Wimbet has what you need to win. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, bet $100 win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgallonpockets.com slash Wimbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgallonpockets.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at Wimbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present where a play through Wimbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gallon problem, call one 800 Let me also give a shout out to our YouTube channel because the Sports Gallon Podcast are giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. The contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to youtube.com slash podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is actually a new chance to win. Turn your notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner, which is going to be happening tomorrow. The winner will be announced on Sunday's recap show. So make sure you are entered before that time. Yes, hi, Eric. Um, based on your... Uh, team selection tonight, just following up on that other question, would it be fair to say that Victor is now your third choice centre-back? I have to think about it. Um, I have to see uh, Esther Villa and that 
going to be a difficult one because we don't know. And there's an, uh, a new manager in. Um, so I have to, uh, to have a look and uh, analyze from that game, uh, from that team. And then we have a choice. But um, what I, I just said, I think Licha and Victor played really well together over some more games. Um, and I, but I think also that Licha and Harry last Sunday against West Ham United also clean sheet and they did also really well. So it's a choice we have to make. But um, when I choose one, that is nothing against the other. The England squad gets named next week. Um, there's three more games now. And do you think Harry will get minutes? Or and is it not your problem in terms of him and England whether he has match action before that World Cup squad gets named? I, we have to win with Manchester United, clear, and I hope um, that we perform well and that we, um, yeah, that uh, the England manager take as much as uh, possible players for Manchester United in his squad, clear. Samuel. Eric, do you expect any of the forwards to be available at the weekend, Sancho, Anthony or, or Martial, will, will any of them be fit? It's difficult to say in this moment. Um, I have to talk with uh, with the medical, with performance. They did a program in Manchester. Uh, um, I have to hear how their progress was, and if they if they can be available for Sunday match. And, and obviously, Bruno suspended on Sunday. Do, do you have an idea of how you're going to uh, cope without him, or was was that a trial for for Van der Beek this evening? Also, that we have to to replace Bruno. Quite clear. Um, we have to see how we how we replace him, and we have to think about that. And but it's yeah, short after the game, and I, hopefully you can understand. Um, I will have minimum one night to think about that. Does there come a point with Van Der where you, you maybe have to accept that it's just not work for him to be Manchester United? Yes, but that can't be. But not now, eh, because he, uh, he had, a, I think, a quite good pre-season. Um, he was injured. Now we work better. Last week he came in and I think he played very well, 50 minutes. And also today, I think it was a decent performance. And um, I know he can do better because I know him very well. Um, but I think he... Um, he act and he delivered what I expect in terms of positioning, a pers- uh, also uh, 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 pressing in terms of transition, in terms of also accuracy. But I think he can be more, and that's his big, biggest um, quality, he can be more threat to opponent's goal. Why, why do you think he hasn't made the work for him in the, in the period between here? I, I don't know. I can only talk about my uh, my time here, and in the time I'm here, he's performing well uh, in the games and in the game time uh, we gave him. Uh, last question. Just one more on, on Maguire and Luke Shaw. In, in your opinion, will England have a, a defence that's good enough to win the World Cup with Luke Shaw starting at left-back and Harry Maguire starting at centre-back? Oh, I think England is... Um, Definitely one of um, uh, they make a really good chance to win the World Cup because they have um, a really strong squad and 
So for me, he's one of the favorites from the World Cup, definitely, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Another politician-like performance there from Eric Ten Hag. Um, is Victor Lindelof your third choice centre-back? Which was answered with, I don't know, Harry Maguire also played well alongside Martinez. Do you care about England and if Harry Maguire gets any minutes before the England squad is named? I hope as many Man United players get into the England squad as possible. Do you think England have a chance of winning the Euros with Shaw and Maguire? England are one of the favourites. Are any of your forwards going to be fit for the weekend? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so that's pretty much a summary of it. You don't get much from, from Eric Ten Hag. I wonder why we uh, actually continue to put these clips in. Perhaps we should look for more punditary tips. Um, I think the main pundit story from this week was the fact that Gary Neville was ignored by Ronaldo, much like Jamie Carragher was was previously. Um, and I think that's just petulant from Ronaldo. I don't want this to turn into a Ronaldo witch hunt. I've already spoke already about how he's not playing well and um, about how his his misses may have cost us the Europa League group and how he changes the style of play. So I think I've made my point on it, but um, I will say that was, was petulant on his behalf in terms of how he acted towards Gary Neville because Gary Neville, Gary Neville was semi-critical about him and it definitely was a case of him being semi-critical about Cristiano Ronaldo saying that he probably needs to move on if he wants to play all the minutes, which is duh, a no-brainer. You do need to move on. You can clearly see that Man United play differently when Ronaldo's in the team and it's much more up-tempo and it's much more movement and passing and penetration when, when he's not there. It's just that obviously Marcus Rashford isn't as much of an out-and-out goal scorer that would take those chances that Ronaldo would take. But Ronaldo's not taking him at the moment. You even heard in the commentary for the game against West Ham where Gary Neville said, oh, that's not like him when Ronaldo was was through and uh, messed up a shot. Well, that is like Ronaldo this season. That is how 37-year-old, 37-year-old Ronaldo is performing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Gary Neville was, was out of line in any way. So we'll move on to this game. Be interesting to see if Ronaldo starts it. We travel to Villa Park tomorrow where United are the 11 to 10 favourites. It's 13 to 5 on the draw. And Aston Villa are the 12 to 5 underdogs. Unai Emery takes charge for Aston Villa tomorrow for the first time. And that's the reason, the only reason, why this isn't the lock from the EPL this weekend. Now, I wish it was because a goal in the last 15 minutes from Brentford ended up costing us the under in that game against Nottingham Forest. And I wish we were riding a lock on Manchester United tomorrow because I'm still confident that they will win the game. I'm just always a little bit weary of the new manager bounce and it's often something that I financially back. I often blindly go with the new manager bounce because it has good results. It has a high percentile of winning and historically it has been a profitable trend for us over at lock betting. But I haven't made it a lock, but I still do fancy Man United to pick up the win at Villa Park tomorrow. United have won seven of their last nine matches coming into this one, including four wins to nil in their last five outings. So they've definitely improved this back line. I was massively concerned when Rafa Varane limped off. But since then, even Harry Maguire has come in to keep a clean sheet. 
at home to West Ham. And I think the more impressive clean sheet was away to Real Sociedad in Europe. That was a very professional European performance and it would have been perfect had we got the second goal that would have won us the group. United are unbeaten in 23 visits to Villa Park winning 15 times and the hosts coming to this one having lost 13 of the last 14 matches against sides starting the day inside the top six, which is where Manchester United will start tomorrow. As we also know, Villa have been poor so far this season. They have lost three of the last four games to nil. Steven Gerrard has been sacked as the manager. If they were having a good season, Steven Gerrard would still be there. This team is struggling in front of goal and they're coming up against some Man United defence who have been defensively solid as of late. I think Unai Emery will tighten things up. Villa have been very inconsistent over the last two weeks, winning and losing 4-0. And I think he'll look at last week's performance against Newcastle and he'll be a little bit more defensive. I don't think we'll see as many attacking players on the pitch for Aston Villa. So I think it will be a pragmatic performance. I think it will probably be under two and a half goals as well if you're looking for an additional play. But I think Man United's better quality will open up the game. United haven't conceded a goal from open play in their last seven games and have kept six clean sheets during that run. And as I mentioned, Villa have lost to nil in three of their last four games and losing by at least two goals in each of those defeats. Now, we're not going to go with that. But what we will look at is Man United to win this game with another clean sheet. And Man United to win to nil is currently available at 3-1 to one plus 300. Another way to tackle this game would be to take Man United and the under three and a half goals because I don't see four goals being scored in this game. I definitely don't see five goals being scored in this game. Man United and under three and a half goals is actually at 21 to 10 and Man United and under four and a half goals is available at six to four plus 150. I definitely think there's significant value on both of those plays. So, We'll take Man United on the money line as our main play at the price of 11 to 10, as I still think we'll overcome the new manager bounce of Unai Emery. Quite often you see teams putting in the new manager for winnable games. You normally see caretaker managers placed in charge and the actual hiring process takes place behind the scenes with the manager implemented for a winnable game. I'm not sure if that's done by design or whether that's just a coincidence, but Unai Emery definitely isn't in that situation. He comes in as an underdog where I think a point, given the current form of the two teams, would be a positive result. But I don't think he'll get that point. As we discussed, there are other ways into this game that do offer a bigger payout. But for me, we'll just take Man United on the money line as our main play here for this one. That's it for me and this edition of Bet MUFC. Good luck with all your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.